Hello and welcome to Parenting Grit Podcast. Faith-filled, real talk about family life, the ups, the downs and everything in the middle. Hello, it's Derek here and in this episode we're going to be discussing another aspect of transitioning. This time, focusing on raising teenage boys. And it is my very great pleasure to be joined again today by Jason Schroeder. And together, we're going to chat through our own experiences, our thoughts on having boys and navigating the teenage years. So, Jason, welcome. And it's so good to have you back on Parenting Grit to talk dad to dad about raising our lads. Thank you. It is, it's great to be here. And actually, what was extra great was, I think, our our meeting to discuss what we were going to discuss today. We, we, uh, we had a great time. There was, there was a fire, there was whiskey. <laughs> it was. And there was great conversation. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, I think if that doesn't come out in this podcast, I think getting together with guys and, and chatting through yeah. life um, and complex issues as such as raising boys, I think it was a great evening and mm. would encourage everyone to do that. Yeah. Not just because you're doing a podcast, just because <laughs> it's life. That's right. That's awesome. We need each other. So Jace, there's lots that we can talk about and we have a short time really. Um, and there's no doubt that navigating teenage years with boys is exciting. It's nerve wracking. It can be complex as they get older. And to be honest, it can be sometimes just downright frustrating. <laughs> uh, look, I, and I think right there, to, to stop and take note of that yeah. and to to go, that's actually okay. Yeah, Like totally. that's really important. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we're, we're speaking from different perspectives here. You've gone through and are going through that with your boys. Yep. We've been going through that with our girls and now about to embark on the teenage years with, with Levi. Yeah. Yep. But I think setting ourselves that this is our, our greatest call. Yeah. It's what God has called us to with our kids. There is no higher call. And like the most crucial role in society, I think, is is men raising men. Yes. Uh, to be men of God uh, yep. and to know that this is going to be a 20-year nonstop challenge. Yeah, totally. And so to go, yep. yes, this is hard. And then we set ourselves, right? Yep. And then we, we can go to God and we can go, okay, yep. Help me, Lord. Here we go. Absolutely. And so let's just jump in because um, there's lots to talk about. And I think coming off that point, I think it's so important to start off by saying, for me, um, I've got two boys, 19-year-old and a 15-year-old, so right in the thick of it. Mm. And at sort of two ends of the spectrum, um, and the older one's certainly um, um, branching out now and becoming his own person and, and mm. finding what it is to be a man and, mm. and to grow up, basically. And so my first thought that I wanted to talk with, uh, talk about, I guess, Jace, is um, it's never too late. Wow. And this is something that um, I had a revelation of, I guess, over the last couple of years is that I felt like I had fallen into a bit of a pattern with my older son that he's finished school, so I'm done. <laughs> and wow. there was that le legitimate thought in my head that it was I'd, I'd done everything that I needed to do. Wow. And then I came to the realisation that that's actually not the case at all, not even close to your point that you just made. And it's, I came to the realisation that it's never too late. Mm. And, whilst, and what I mean by that is I felt like um, I hadn't been in a lot of talk about being intentional in your, in your parenting and intentional in your relationships, and that's a huge aspiration. Um, I had been involved um, all through, mm. but I had 
this sense that I had left it too late, with particularly with our older one. Wow. And I've come to the realisation that it's never too late. And so my encouragement, I guess, to everyone who's listening to this podcast, if there's one takeaway that you can get from this is that it's not too late, there's always time and they will always be your son Hmm. even when they're older, when Mm. they've moved out of home, when they're married, they're still your son and it's not too late to build into them. So So I don't know, what are your your thoughts on that, Jase? I think that is so good and and – Look, I think when we look back on anything we've done, we can always see what we wish we had done better. Totally. Uh, and and <laughs> to know that, that God is the great redeemer. Yep. And w- we can't walk in perfection. Only Christ did that. And yep. so to, to come to him wherever we're at with whatever it is we're talking about and and to, to fall on his mercy and say, God, help me. And can you redeem whatever has been? And, and let's see your glory come out in what will be. Yeah, absolutely. So to dive into that. And so I think we all have parenting yep. regrets, marriage regrets, yep. life, oh, that investment or, you know, yep. whatever it is. And so I, th- I think it's a brilliant point and it levels this and, and makes it real. Yep. And, you know, guys like yourself, I take my hat off to you, man, where you're, you know, you're working 50, 70 hours a week in a, in a high pressure job and you come home and it's a relentless challenge to step into that intentional space. Absolutely. After you feel like you've clocked off, yep. but really we're kind of clocking on to what's most important. But yep. that is that's really, really hard. And I think there's probably more talk about it now than there yep. was, you know, five seven years ago when you were starting yep. starting this. So we can only build with what we're taught. And um, you mate, the number of times where I've got home in the evening where I've literally stood at the front door and put up before I put the key in the door and unlock the door, mm. it's like, okay, God, help me with this next bit. And right. what I mean by next bit is that next two, two and a half hours <laughs> of can be pretty intense. You yeah. know, everyone who's in family life knows how intense it can be. And wow. And the thing I've learned is, you know, with a nineteen year old is that the conversations change and they become so much more complex and they're grappling with life issues. It's not just about, Dad, can you help me with my physics homework anymore? It's about, wow. you know, all sorts of yeah. um, issues that they're grappling yeah, with. Yeah, life-changing Faith, stuff. Faith, right. you know, career. Yep. And so, yeah, it becomes really, really complex. But it's really exciting at the same time to see kids growing into that. Yeah, amazing. So another thought, Jace, is um, this notion of the ceremonial moment, mm. rites of passage, this mm. moment in time. You know, we see in culture and cultures, particularly um, a lot of Indigenous cultures around the globe, um, have always had this sort of coming-of-age ceremony that you, you read about it. There are certain cultures that still do that sort of thing. And, mm. and I know for myself, you know, there was not a lot of that kind of information around when um, our boys started coming in through the teenage years. And I guess that's linked to also my notion of um, it's not too late because mm. I felt like I never did that and I haven't done that. Mm. I, I never had a ceremonial moment where I said to my sons, you are now a, a man. You know, it, it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I just right. I find that difficult to get my head around. And what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, well look, I'm, I'm st- like I said, I'm starting the teenage journey with yeah. Levi. And so we are about to embark on man school. Yeah, cool. And and so that is taking up on this idea. And look, massive shout out to John Tyson, who yeah. in the last couple of years has released some incredible material to help dads. And so for, for dads out there, The Intentional Father by John Tyson, I think is a must read. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm springboarding from the wisdom of others. And and yeah, I'm, I'm starting uh, what 
I've heard here from from John and and some others. And so so the the idea I guess behind Man School is it's an intentional uh, process that yep. tells Levi and shows Levi what it is to be a man. So he's asking those questions internally yep. as he's searching through culture, through people around, looking at me, etc. Going, what is a man, and do I want to be that, yep. and and can I pay the price to step into into what that is? So yeah, so what what Levi and I are doing? So I've been prepping him for this for about six months. Awesome. And we we start right. next year, which is his thirteenth year. Fantastic. And so just for for dads out there who are stepping into into this phase. Uh, so that that's gonna uh, well, really, I guess it's looking at the questions. Uh, how am I going to show and tell Levi what a man is, and make it clear for him? As in, like, what characteristics do a man does a man need? What priorities? How does a man prioritize his life? And then, yep. what are the lessons I need and experiences I need to help Levi really understand that? So it's not just a lecture, but this is life transformation. So, so what we're doing is so. Next year we start, so one morning a week. So I guess the, the context yep. is what does Levi enjoy? Yep. And he that's likes good. getting up early. Nice. Uh, he's a young Well, wow, that's unusual. Uh, so, that's yeah, so, so we're going to do one morning a week uh, before school. So from yep. 6.30 till 7.15. Yep. Uh, Levi also likes bacon and eggs. Nice. So first oh, step, perfect. we'll be making breakfast together. And then we'll go sit outside on the deck, rain, hail or shine. And yes, it does have a cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Great. then, so that's that's the context. And then the content will be, it's basically, I'll, I'll be unpacking with Levi. And, you know, he, he kind of wants to be a carpenter like I was. And, and we'll see. So he thinks like a like a builder. Awesome. So I'll be like, okay, buddy, if you were going to build a house, what, are the, what do you need to build a solid house? And we're going to start from that idea. And so he'll name a whole lot of things and do the best he can. Yep. And then go, okay, bud, so we're going to transfer that across. What do we need to build a solid man? And then take some yep. of those principles and come across. And then we'll unpack over over his entire teenage years. That's awesome. Uh, what that's going to be. And so a solid foundation on which to, you know, become a man and build off that and, yeah. and have a spiritual under um, sort of foundation with built into that is awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. And forging that bond together. And then look, it may change over the years if he doesn't want to get up early anymore. Uh, if, if it's not working how it was, then it will change the context, but I'll, I'll relentlessly find a way to get that content from my heart into, yeah, that's great. into his. So, cause one, one of the things I've found also is that, um, in terms of this whole notion of a ceremonial moment or a moment in time, I actually think it's way better in some respects to sort of build that over a period of time, like you're talking about. And I've found in my own experience that sometimes they're not interested in milestones until they're at an appropriate age to actually understand yeah. what it is they're walking through. Absolutely. And so this notion of this one moment in time, whether it be 13 or 18 or whatever society says it should be or suggests it should be, mm. I just uh, I, I haven't found that to be my experience with, with our boys. It's, it's those instructional times. It's the ability to build into their life at a time that the issue becomes the most relevant to them. Then they're passionate then they're about it because they and feel attention. Correct. They, they want, want it solved. They want to yeah. know about it. They yeah. want to know, Dad, how do I wrestle this out? Yeah. Then the hard thing is that we've got to be ready for yeah, that. Yeah, correct. Like that could be 10 p.m. Yes. on a Tuesday night when you've just had the busiest day at work. Yep. 
And that is hard. Yep. And like, that you know, 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night, like you say, and they want to unpack, you know, how do I save for a deposit for a house? And, and yeah. I kid you not, that's the conversation that we've had mm. at, around that time. And I'm mm. sitting there going, oh, gee. Yeah. Like, seriously, do we have to talk about this yeah. now? Yeah. Or and something with sexuality. And Yeah, correct. Or, some, or, yeah, or even yep. bigger than that, the rest all about God and who is he? And, you yeah, know, then wow. you get into some really heavy, heavy going. Wow. And it's, it's a difficult thing to navigate sometimes. But, you know, for me, it's been much like you say, it's about this journey and it's about a, a series of um, – moments a series of um, opportunities to speak into your kid's life and I think it's really building that relational um, um, interaction with your kids yeah. rather than a yeah a, a rules and um, sort of you know I guess I don't even know how to, what the term is but sort of you know sort of authoritative parenting yes. yeah. it's getting alongside them and being relational yeah. in these years that's really key yeah that's right I, I was we just had connect group this morning um, on zoom and and Russell Bricknell uh, is the most experienced father. He's got 20-year-old kids yeah. in, our, in our group. And he was just talking again, practical little thing about the value of being alongside your son rather than face-to-face -face eyeballing him through yep. the teenage years. And so sitting alongside with this, we're walking the journey together and I'm here to help rather than the eyeballing, the the rule framework that yep. you must follow that over authoritarian yep. and because rules don't change hearts no and they create boundaries that as long as you have to you'll be inside or you'll just buck relentlessly but ultimately it's that the conversation the relationship and, and values instilled yes. that can shape a heart and yep. that's ultimately what we're trying to do and uh, totally and you near know, my hope and my dream and my prayer is that through that relational um, exchange in these teenage years that will continue into their adulthood and when they're married and they've got their own kids that yep. they'll keep coming back and wanting to sit with dad over over a beer over yep. a whiskey <laughs> whatever yep um and want to continue to have that conversation yeah so you know it's uh, that's that's my dream amen to that so sort of four main things that i thought we we could talk about um today and i'll just quickly rattle them off so talking about the physical Yep. The relational, the financial, and what's my fourth one? I've lost my fourth one. I don't think we're going to get time for. I don't. Four, we're going to have so four. That, that we'll we'll go through those those helpful. ones and we'll and we'll <laughs> and we'll keep it to that. So physical. Um, so the reason I broke this down is this comes off that conversation you're talking about, Jace, where we were sitting over the fire and having a chat. And yep, it talks about. I guess for me, the physical breaking this down is about. You know, all the little things that you can do and the ways that you can help encourage your, your teen boys in growing up. And mm. physical is obviously a big one. They're, they're growing from boys to men. And so their, their, physique, their physique is changing, mm. but also the physical, physical things that they're able to do changes. So for me, over the years, um, going on holidays used to me used to be me packing the car yes yep and taking all the responsibility Our manly responsibility and making sure and it isn't it, it i think that i think men do have a particular skill in this area to <laughs> be <do>. honest <laughs> that spatial awareness yeah it's, uh, it's a gift from the lord i remember going to um SciTech years ago and they had that um they had a, a display there where it was like the boot of a car mm. and they had all these luggage components sitting there it was like a puzzle effectively and you had yeah, to get yeah. all of those in the boot and shut the boot <laughs> Jonah and I were able to do it. Yep. And other members of the family not so successful. <laughs> nicely so, said. So nicely I, said. I think um I think there is some some skills there. But you know, if going on holidays for us was 
used to be me doing all the work. And I, got, I had this, this is where I have all these little epiphanies along the way. It's like, well, why am I doing this? They should be helping. And right. so giving them specific tasks in helping us get ready for holidays. So it yep. might be you get all the fishing gear together, mm. have it, go and find it all, mm. make sure it's all working. If it's not, then we'll have a chat about that and we'll work out what we're going to do and then mm. put it in a spot so we can pack it. You know, those sorts right. of little levels of responsibility are, for me have been really important. So good. Um, but also in the physical, I've been, you know, obviously spent time teaching life skills just with like around the house, you know, getting the boys involved with doing things around the house. Like you were saying, Levi's interested in becoming a carpenter. You know, mm. that's great. He's going to be a hands-on kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, you've already got a hugely strong connection there given that you're a chippy as well mm. at an earlier point in your life. So mm. it's awesome finding those points of joy where you can plug in with your kid and actually teach them oh. something physical. There's nothing better, especially guys need that physicality. Yeah. And it's really unhealthy when they can't let that out yep. in a positive way. Yep. And, and then doing it together, like you say. So yeah. if something needs fixing around the house then more and more I'm getting Levi involved yep. and helping be a part of the solution. And then it builds that sense of esteem. Like I, I am valuable. I can, I can do things and every kid needs that. And especially guys who can, you know, we can get a bit down on ourselves at, yep. at certain times. Uh, building that sense of efficacy is, mm. yeah, is really important. So getting them alongside us. And, you know, a really funny example of that for me is the um – I think when that boys were younger, they'd see me get on the roof to clean the gutters or check the air conditioning or whatever. And they'd mm. always ask, Dad, can I get on the roof with you? And I said, no, you're too young. And I think without even realising it, I'd already built into the whole conversation that there was going to become this moment of time where they'd be old enough to get on the roof. So mm. in, in one aspect, it is a bit of a rite of passage. And I didn't realise how big that was until... Um, just recently, our 15-year-old got on the roof for the first time and he was actually so proud that he got on the roof. And it was a really, really silly and what uh, nice. to me was such a small thing, but he got on the roof and seen our house from a different perspective and saw what I was doing. And I, I thought about it afterwards. I thought, yeah, well, actually, that was a pretty significant moment for him, mm. but maybe not so much for me. But um, anyway, it's just a, one of those funny little things that it you is. do. And I think with this too, what we're describing here, we've got to count the cost in advance because typically when you're going to get your son to help you, it takes twice as long. Oh, totally. And so that's a, that's a frustration point that we, again, have to count the cost to see the bigger picture and go, it's worthy of taking longer because yep. of what this is going to produce into the future. Um, so, mate, that's something I have hugely battled with. In that, um, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Yep. And also knowing that I can do it quicker. Yep. Oh man, it's I hear you. taking that step back and going, like, I can do this so much quicker. And then you, that 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 everything in you just wants to take over. And I've yep. done it oh, in the past, man. and I feel so bad about it afterwards because yep. I've stepped in and Me too. sort of gazumped what they were doing, and they were trying their best, and it wasn't quite what you wanted, and. Uh, it, you just kick yourself every time, but yeah. like you're going, okay, I'm going to do better next time, and yeah. I guess that's the key. Yeah. Do better next time. Yeah, and, that's right. And, and never work, too and, late. And work it through. Yep. Another thing too is um, my mum always used to say, everyone eats, so everyone know, needs to know how to cook. And my encouragement to everyone listening that. to this podcast, podcast, all you dads out there with lads, teach your boys how to cook. Yeah. And and more important, more probably more influential on them is dads teaching their dads to cook whatever that looks like and you know if it's a barbecue if it's whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't mm. have to be gourmet it's not like you know yeah. 
Blumenthal's, um, you know, <laughs> five star dinner. But well, unless, um, I guess unless that's you. Yeah, correct. That, and, but and, I, that's yeah. not me. No, so well, no. I just happen to love cooking, and so my boys yeah, have wow. seen um, seen in our family that modelled, and they've Great. all learnt. They've all learnt uh, one or two uh, recipes, and Great. it was our sort of our way of doing things was again when we we're on holiday all the kids had to have a turn at cooking a meal because mm. that gave mum and dad a night off. And that yeah, happened nice. from quite a young age. So I'd encourage, uh, encourage you, um, all your dads out there, to do that sort of thing as well. Great. So moving on, uh, relational. Now, this, is a, this can be and is a huge area of, of life as a teenage boy. Mm. Relationships, being relational and learning about sex, learning about how to deal with the pull of society with pornography and the proliferation and access to that that they have on social media. Yeah. How to treat women um, and demonstrating that through your own relationship and your own with your wife. Yeah. Um, so these are all really big aspects of, of what um, I've been very involved with and wanting right. to make sure that our boys have a healthy um, take on those sorts of aspects. And I can't say that I've been perfect in it. And having the having a talk about, you know, the sex talk, if you want to, if if that's what you want to call it, um, at late in the evening or whenever, it, it's awkward and it can be awkward. But at the same time, um, it's a real privilege to sort of unpack that and break that down for your boys and sort of make it not weird. I yeah. guess is the main thing for me is like don't keep the relationship and the conversation open about it, and it's. Again, I don't think it's one conversation. It's it's an, it's ongoing conversations. Yeah. It's a multitude of conversations. That, I think that's a critical component to it is for the boys to know that it's it is it's an open conversation. Yep. And any question you have, even if you feel embarrassed to ask it, then just come. Yep. Um, and so to create that open communication framework uh, is so important. And so look for dads out there though, if you if you're not a natural communicator, like if that if that's like I'm I'm quite an open talker by nature, so I, I can find this quite easy. But if you're if that's not a strength for you, then this is a a place where you have to go to God and be intentional and strategic about stepping up because yep. your sons need your voice. Totally. Uh, this is where again single parent homes it's different. If a mum is raising boys, she's got to do the best she can and and try and get other voices in there. But in a in a home where there is a dad and a son, then the son yep. needs the voice of the father yep. speaking into these key areas. So we can't let mum handle this. Yes, This is our responsibility. Totally. And so we've got to find in, in however you're gifted or wired, find the way to do it uh, and, and break it down, make it easier. So whether you're outside and you're going on a wood collecting expedition yep. for the fire and you do it there. I actually ended up having the first sex talk with Levi in the barbershop while we were waiting in the queue yep. and uh, awesome. it kind of broke it down a little bit and, and, uh, and just so finding, yeah, yeah I guess finding that how it works, yep. but, but make it work. And we want our voice to be louder, not the voice of the world. Yep. And so our boys are being formed by the world, by their friends, by older people they're watching and so we, we have to make sure that they're being formed by the right voices at the right time, and that's our responsibility. Yeah. And I've also found that um, you know, part of this relational idea um, is finding those common points of interest. So my boys and I, we like camping. 
and we've always I've been quite intentional over the years of taking them camping on a regular basis and it's just the boys we go off and have some great fun kayaking or bushwalking whatever we're doing and in inevitably almost every time some conversation of a deeper nature whether it be about sex or whether it be about future um, relationships with girls or um, questions about my own marriage and the relationship I have with my wife have always come out around the fireside. Mm. So something about lighting a fire mm-hmm. when we're camping with my boys that has always brought that conversation out. Great. So, you know, I guess my encouragement to anyone listening is find those points of connection with your boys that give you um, that opportunity to have those conversations. So whether it's going for a bike ride, whether it's going camping, you know, even when you're driving your, your boys to sport, you yep. know, if sport's your thing, yep. you know, there are moments in the car and that's another huge thing that I've learned is the conversations in the car cannot be underestimated. Mm, so true. Those times are invaluable and it's interesting because we've got two older children, a daughter and a son, both got their own cars, got their licences now and so they're off doing their own thing a lot and they spend very, very little time in the car with me now mm. as compared to when I was driving them everywhere as dad's taxi, as everyone who has kids of that age would attest. <laughs> um, and, you know, they've both said that they they miss the time in the car. Mm. Like that's come from them. It hasn't been something that I've wow. even discussed with them. It's just something that they've said, gee, I really miss those conversations. We, we don't really spend much time anymore, dad, in the car just chatting. And I said, well, you know, I've actually manufactured times then to go, well, come on, let's – you know, we've got to go, I've got to go and do this. Why don't you come? And so, great. And they jump in the car. It's, it never ceases to amaze me that they're willing to jump in the car. Wow. And it's not because they're excited about what we're going to do. You're going to the pool shops, not that exciting. <laughs> um, but it's being in the car and just having the opportunity to chat. So, it's great. It, it's so often the simple things, isn't it? Yep. This isn't an Instagram highlight reel. No. The best parenting moments are often the simple. No. And, but I think, again, we've got to ready ourselves because. And we're in the phase where we've got the the three high schoolers. And so we are driving them everywhere Everywhere. relentlessly. (laughs) And you can get an attitude about it. Oh, totally. So I've I've got to intentionally, and again, it's a reminder today from what you're saying, to to quash that attitude and instead let the one rise that this driving opportunity is a gracious gift from God to build a connection with my kids and just see what conversation can come up. Yeah. And the other thing too, you know, just while we're on that topic um, of, of driving around, you know, for us it wasn't always a conversation. It was me at certain points sharing with them some music that I've loved for years and yeah. sharing that with them in the car yeah. and then letting them play me something that they love. And so even in that there's kind of – we're right. not talking but we're just – there's a relationship going on there. There's an exchange yeah. going on about, yeah. Dad, why do you like this music? Like what was it about? What was going on at the time when this was released? What And it's led into what were you doing in your life when that song was released? Like literally these mm. are the conversations that are going down. So they're, they're using the music as a way to unpack, well, Dad, what was going on in your world at yeah. the time when you were listening to that music? Yeah. And then I can re- re- return that favour when they play – Whatever they're going to play, which so good. to be honest with you, let's face it, guys, they're um, they're all playing the seventies and eighties tracks over again, so it's, it's perfect for me. Back. <laughs> back. All right, uh, so moving on, financial. Um, financial is a really important component um, for us. Helping for me, helping my boys um, get their first job, 
was a really big Great. moment and something that I was quite intentional about. I actually pushed it really hard, um, knowing that it was going to open up an opportunity for them to learn a whole bunch of things outside of the home under the guidance of a boss. And so my encouragement, again, in the financial world is, you know, do what you need to do to get your kids involved in a job. Mm, so good. Yeah, we've seen that with our girls. Levi next year is able to step into that space. But I, yeah, I would totally agree. There are lessons that are learned there on so many levels yep. that you just can't learn any other way. Yep. And it, it grows them up yep. more quickly. So for us, it's, um, or, or, and for, for Genevieve and I, you know, it was teaching them about um, tithing, saving, investing, being generous. All of those aspects flow out of them getting a job and having some responsibility for their own financial world, you know, whatever that looks like. And so that's been a really yeah. important and, and fantastic Agreed. part of growing yep. these, these young lads. And I guess lastly, um, and I think really importantly, is the spiritual component of raising boys. And for me, it's about getting to their heart and it's yeah. not about the rules. Yeah. Rules are important. There are obviously rules in life, but it's getting to their heart and prioritizing opportunities to speak into their world and to their heart about the spiritual aspect of their life. And for us, um, prioritizing church has always been a part of our, of our family life. We've spoken about that before in other podcasts. But for your boys, they need that demonstrated that this is important to dad. That Great. dad dad's foundation in in his spiritual walk is underpinned by being in church and being in community and rubbing shoulders with like-minded guys mm. who can help me move forward but it's equally important for them yeah and i think that's a really key component to oh. raising boys it'd be a worry if i said something different as a, <laughs> as a pastor yeah, i think so uh, yeah so no wholeheartedly yeah. wholeheartedly agree and again a, a multiplicity of positive rail male yes. role models is is a key part of the equation yep. and especially in those teenage years sometimes they just don't want to hear what dad has to say yep and there can be a, a leader a couple of years ahead of them who will say exactly the same thing but it will actually be taken by your son yep and uh yeah teamwork that's awesome teamwork and again as you mentioned earlier jace you know for um single mums out there you know this is another area where single mums can um uh plug their plug their kids and their boys particularly yeah. into a church community. And with youth leaders um, and guys who are slightly older as well as older men, they can all become that voice, the male voice in, in that situation to yeah. help grow and foster that spiritual component, but also just through life and all the things that we've been talking about as well. It, like, it changed my life. So my dad left when I was 16. Yeah. And I was starving for that example of what it was to be a man. Yep. And and so there were leaders a couple of years older than me, but men similar age to my father who helped fill that role. And so mum was very intentional yeah, at awesome. keeping us in church. And even when I was off the rails, still bringing me along, and there were seeds that were planted, relationships formed, that literally would be foundational in the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and where I am yep. today. So awesome. again- God puts us in community for a reason, totally. so let's be a part. Awesome. Well, everybody, uh, we could chat for a long, long time, uh, Jason, I'm sure, and there are some great resources, as, as Jason's already mentioned, The Intentional Father. 
yeah. by John Tyson. Also another one is How to Raise a Modern Day Knight by Robert Lewis, which mm. has been around for some years as well. And those will be put on the podcast as links so that if anyone wants to access those, that will be available to you to find a way to those resources. So we'll wrap up today, Jace, but mm. thanks for joining us today. And Pleasure. as we've talked through this transitioning teenage years and with our sons, and we look forward to um, joining us next time when Genevieve and Pastor Emma Schroeder will join together to talk about raising daughters through the teenage years, which will be That'll be great. As in, equally yeah. as exciting and, and great to listen to. Possibly that they might be better than us. Possibly. But, uh, that's, that's okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we won't put a voting uh, mechanism on the podcast for those ones. <laughs> Good call. But thank you, Jace. Awesome. And we'll Pleasure. see you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.